Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Urdu Seeking. This is episode number 19. Today, I have with me my friend Travis. Assalamu alaikum. Looking forward to helping you out today, Shireen. Me too, actually. But before we dive in, I'd like to say a little about how we came to know of each other. So Travis and I used to work at the same company. I randomly started searching internally to see if they had a language learning forum. I kept digging to see if they had one specifically for Urdu. And amazingly enough, one existed, and it had been started by none other than Travis here. I think it was over four or five years ago that we had our first Skype Urdu meeting. So Travis used to work for the government. His job required him to learn Urdu, and that is why he knows it so well. Travis, you can tell us that you are learning Urdu from Hanji, no wonder you can read and write it so much better than me. <laughs> so I've got a ways to go. Anyway, do you want to tell our listeners what the topic is for today? Absolutely. In this episode, you will hear me trying to buy art from a small shopkeeper. It'll help you learn the vocabulary for buying things and negotiating the price. So you may know that in South Asia and many other parts of the world, there are often small shops and markets outside. With such small shops, you often get the chance to haggle with the shopkeeper. This dialogue isn't the best example because the bargaining process can get pretty ruthless. Yes, this is a more civil version of it. So let's hear the dialogue and see how Travis takes advantage of this starving artist. You'll first hear the dialogue at the conversational pace, then we'll slow it down. Let's hear it again, slowed down. Ye kitni kubsurit painting hai. Kia apne banai? G. Mene banai. Esi or bhi hai. Dekhaun? Dekhaye. Dekhye. Isme chand sitare hai. Oh. Zabardust. Ye kitni ki hai. Pachis dollar ki hai. Lekin. Agar aap zyada khari denge, to mein acha discount dungi. Acha. Vo dono kitne ki hai. Konsi. Ye dono? Nahi. Vo nahi. Unke barabar wali. Vo lal or vo nili wali. Ye pentalis dollar se kam. कहीं नहीं मिलेगी आपको 
जिस अंदाज में ये रंग इस्तेमाल किए हैं मैंने वो लोगों को बहुत पसंद है नहीं ये तो महंगी है चलो इन तीनों के लिए सौ डॉलर कर देती हूँ ये फिर भी बहुत महंगी हैं खैर आपकी किस्मत नाउ शरीन विल से दर्ली लाइन्स एंड आई विल ट्रांसलेट ये कितनी खूबसूरत पेंटिंग है क्या आपने बनाई दिस इज सच अफुल पेंटिंग डिड यू मेक इट जी मैंने बनाई ऐसी और भी हैं दिखाऊं यस आई मेड इट देर आर अदर्स लाइक इट मे आई शो यू दिखाइए शो मी देखिए इसमें चांद सितारे हैं लुक द मून एंड स्टार्स आर इन दिस वन ओ जबरदस्त ये कितने की है ओ वंडरफुल हाउ मच इज इट पच्चीस डॉलर की है लेकिन अगर आप ज्यादा खरीदेंगे तो मैं अच्छा डिस्काउंट दूंगी इट इज ट्वेंटी फाइव डॉलर बट इफ यू बाय मोर देन आई विल गिव यू ए गुड डिस्काउंट अच्छा वो दोनों कितने की हैं ओके हाउ मच आर दोज टू कौन सी ये दोनों विच वंस दीज टू नहीं वो नहीं उनके बराबर वाली वो लाल और वो नीली वाली नो नॉट दोज The ones next to them, the red and the blue one. ये पैंतालीस डॉलर से कम कहीं नहीं मिलेगी आपको जिस अंदाज में ये रंग इस्तेमाल किए हैं मैंने वो लोगों को बहुत पसंद है You will not find this for less than forty-five dollars anywhere. The style in which I use these colors is liked by a lot of people. नहीं ये तो महंगी है No, that's expensive. चलो इन तीनों के लिए सौ डॉलर कर देती हूँ right. ये फिर भी बहुत महंगी हैं। खैर आपकी किस्मत इट्स स्टिल टू एक्सपेंसिव वेल इट मस्ट बी मेट फॉर यू ओके सो नाउ फॉर पार्ट थ्री वेर वी गो इन टू ईच लाइन इन मोर डिटेल ओके सो द डायलॉग बिगिन विथ ये कितनी खूबसूरत पेंटिंग है क्या आपने बनाए खूबसूरत ऑन इट्स ओन मीन्स ब्यूटिफुल बट विथ किटनी इन फ्रंट ऑफ इट इट बिकम्स सो ब्यूटिफुल खूब एंड सूरत आर बोथ पर्जन वर्ड्स खूब मीन्स गुड एंड सूरत मीनिंग फेस सो इट्स अ प्री लिटरल वर्ड एंड आई वंडर इफ इंस्टेड ऑफ पेंटिंग वी कुड यूज्ड तस्वीर बट इन माई माइंड तस्वीर मीन्स पिक्चर और फोटोग्राफ एंड नॉट पेंटिंग Yeah, I wouldn't use Tasvir myself unless I was talking about an actual picture or a photograph. So returning to our sentence, ye means this and he comes from hona, our verb meaning to be. It's conjugated as third person singular. And it's the same for both masculine and feminine subjects. So ye kitni khubsurat painting he means this is such a beautiful painting. And we know that the next line is a question because it begins with the question indicator, kya, and continues apne banai. Ap is a pronoun meaning you, the most formal of the three possible in Urdu, and it does not change whether we're referring to a male 
or a female. Banai is the verb banana, meaning to make conjugated third person in the past female. And the ne doesn't mean anything. It is the ergative case marker, which we place behind the subject in past perfect sentences with a transitive verb. In Urdu, we mark the subject of past perfect sentences that have a transitive verb with ne, and then in these sentences with ne, the verb will agree in both gender and number with either the object of the sentence, if there is one, and there is no postposition behind it, or it will be singular masculine if there is no object or if the object is marked, meaning it does have a postposition. Let's go through a few examples to make this more concrete. So in episode 18, in the follow-up segment, there were several sentences that used ne. Let's use the ones in this dialogue, along with the ones from the follow-up segment of episode 18. Okay, in this episode we have the question, Kia apne banai? Then we have, Jisam daz me ye rung istamal mene. The style in which I used these colors. And finally, Isse Saima Nelika. Saima wrote it. Note that they all show a completed action. So the first example is Kya Apne Banai. Ap is our subject, so we add ne after it. Banana is our verb, and it's being conjugated to match the gender and number of the object, which is painting. That's right. The object isn't mentioned in the question itself. The object that this question is referring to is the painting which is feminine. Exactly. That's why it's banai. The full question would be kya ye painting apne banai? Let's look at the next sentence. Jisandazme ye rang istamal kye hen mene. So our subject here is me or I and we add ne after it. Our verb here is istamal kerna and it's being conjugated to match the gender and number of the object in this sentence which is rung. Rung is masculine and plural, that's why we have istamal kieheng. And the final example is much easier. Isse saima neleka. What's the subject here? Saima. That's why we have the ne right after it. The verb is likna, and it's being conjugated to lika because the object that it's referring to is the object pronoun isse. So if by the logic that we're explaining it, we're saying, so we have the subject, the, right after the subject comes the ne, and the object determines the gender and number. So, isse is our... It's because isse is essentially isse, and that's, that's a marked object. Even if isse was referring to something that was feminine, it would still be lika. Something ne, right? So that's the subject. Uh -huh. And now, if there is an object, we are going to conjugate based on the object unless the object has a postposition behind it, right? But I don't see a postposition. Once the object is, is marked, it will be masculine no matter what. And isse is a marked pronoun. If it wasn't marked, it would just be ye. The only reason I can understand it being a marked pronoun is the whole idea of isko, which is the same as isse. Okay. 
That's fair. So it doesn't matter what it represents because it's always going to be masculine singular. So we have a lot more on this topic to share. So we'll have a follow-up segment, which you will not want to miss. For now, let's move to the next line. G. So, G means yes. means I made it. Next, we have the phrase means like this or like these. means more. And is our to be verb meaning are. means there are more like this one or there are more like these. Then we have the word dekhaun. Dekhaun comes from the verb dekhana, which means to show. This un ending is added to the end of verbs to ask whether the speaker should perform that action. So I changed the verb dekhana to dekhaun, and it means may I show you or should I show you? Another verb is kana, which means to eat. So if we change kana to kaum, then we're asking, should I eat? And it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl asking it. Travis, can you think of another verb where we can apply this? There are tons. I mean, you can essentially change any action verb in this way. It's how children ask for permission in school. So the verb to read is parna. If a child wanted to ask, may I read, he or she could say, parhum. So let's see if you can turn a verb into a question that asks for permission. How about the verb ana? We've told you in the past that it means to come. So if your two friends are going to the movies, which would be a really bad idea right now, and you want to tag along, what might you ask? Me aun? Meaning, can I come? Can I come along? I think the verb chalna would be better to ask for permission to come along, don't you? Me chalun, can I come? True, I definitely agree. Me chalun would be better. And you might be thinking that chilna means to walk, and that's true, but it also means to leave or to go somewhere. And this un ending implies that you're asking about yourself. So you're asking, may I go with you? Let's look at the response to the kaun. I ask, the kaun? And Travis says, the kaye? So now the verb is ending in ye. This ye ending shows the highest level of respect. So it's assuming that Travis is using ap. Ap de kaye. Right. This is an imperative. De kaye means show me, but very politely. If I didn't want to show the shopkeeper as much respect, then I could use de kao. So we take the verb root and add o. And then we have one more form of the imperative for the least amount of respect. And that has no ending. We just use the verb root. So that would be deka. So ie is the ending for the most respect. O is the ending for what I would call neutral. And no ending, just the verb root, is the least amount of respect. Or what you might use with a child or your spouse. Yes. Wajiha and I went into more detail about this in episode one, I think. So for the question, the count, the response is, dekhe. Let's apply this to our other verbs. 
खाऊं खाइए पढ़ूं पढ़िए आऊं आइए चलूं चलिए And now that I'm talking about this a second time, I imagine asking someone, "Aun?" as I'm standing at their doorway. Asking, "Aun?" at someone's doorway would mean, "May I come in?" The person would respond, "Aye," meaning, "Please come in." There are a few irregular verbs that don't follow this rule. For example, "kerna" and "dana," and we'll discuss them in the follow-up episode. So tune into that if you want to learn more. Then we have another request. Shireen says "dekie," meaning "take a look." So even though they sound very much alike, they're two separate verbs. "Dekana" means to show, and "dekna" means to look. So first, Shireen asks, "Dekau? Should I show you?" And I respond, "Dekaye. Show me, please." Then she responds, "Dekie. Look." It may be easy to confuse the two. So be mindful that they're two different verbs. Then she says, "Isme chand starehe." Isme means in this. This is the oblique form of ye. And chand is moon. Sitara is a star, so sitare is the plural stars. In this are the moon and stars. Exactly. Then Travis responds, "Oh, zabardast." And you use the word zabardast to express that you like something, that you're pleased. Then he says, "Ye kitne ki hai," which means, "How much is this?" or "How much is it?" If he were asking the price of multiple items, multiple paintings, let's say, he'd change the "he" to "ha" to make it plural. "Ye kitne ki hai?" The response to "ye kitne ki hai" is "pachis dollar ki hai." That means it is twenty-five dollars. You'll notice we say dollar and not dollars. This is because quite often you'll hear Urdu speakers just say dollar, even though the amount is not singular. Pachis dollar, so dollar. But you could also use dollars if you wanted, though it is often pronounced with a z sound. Dollars. Then to entice him to purchase more, I say, Lakin. अगर आप ज़्यादा खरीदेंगे, but if you buy more, ज़्यादा means more, and खरीदना is our verb meaning to buy. लेकिन अगर आप ज़्यादा खरीदेंगे, तो मैं अच्छा डिस्काउंट दूँगी. तो मैं अच्छा डिस्काउंट दूँगी means then I will give you a good discount. Again, we see that उंगी ending, which indicates the future tense. Let's say the same line, but let's say that the customer is a woman. Then what would change? I'd say, "Lekin agar ab zyada khareedengi, to main acha discount dungi." If it were a woman younger than me, I might say, "Lekin agar tum zyada khareedogi, to main acha discount dungi." We'll be sure to include other conjugations on the handout, so please download that. So, Shireen, in my experience with various shopkeepers in other countries, they always have a general price and then a price that they quote, saying that it's specifically for you, as opposed to suggesting that you should buy more to get the discount. No, you're absolutely right. Suggesting that the price be reduced because you're buying multiple items 
usually comes from the customer and not the vendor. So we do see it later. This phrase "apkelie," which means "for you." The shopkeeper is always trying to convey that you're special somehow, that this special low price is only for you. It's funny. I remember being with my mom and her brother. We went to a specific shop and ended up staying for like forty-five minutes, maybe more. And the shopkeeper just kept on unfolding these beautiful shawls, trying to convince us to buy them. Once they see that you're definitely interested, they'll ask you to sit down and ask you if you want any tea or something to drink. Then they'll ask some random boy that's around to fetch your drinks for you. Anyway, he kept saying, "Acha chalo, aapke liye main teen hazar rupee kar deta hoon," which means, "Okay, fine. For you, I'll make it three thousand rupees." And it's almost robotic for them to say, but after you've been in the shop for so long, you start thinking. Man, I'm getting a good discount, or maybe because I'm a foreigner, I started believing it. Did you have a similar experience, Travis? Did you sit for long periods and negotiate over drinks like mango juice or tea? Yes, I do remember more than one time, but we can talk about just one time when I was in a carpet store, and they offered me the cashmere chai, which was very good, and one of the actual Like import-export people, you know, the person who brings the carpet from where it was made in Peshawar to where I was shopping was there, and he didn't speak any English at all. It was very surprising to him that I could speak, at least up to some point, Urdu. And、uh, yeah, they made me feel like I got a good deal, but I don't know. I feel like I should have negotiated <laughs> harder. Yeah, yeah. It's always like that, though. Yeah, we- and your white skin. Also, probably got you.、Um, yeah, not, not the best much, deal. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> We should、uh, also look at another way to say discount, Dana, since discount isn't an dirty word. So you could possibly hear the shopkeepers say, "May iski kimet come kardungi." So kimet can mean cost or value. Here, it most closely means cost. Come. Means less, so kamkarna means to make less or to reduce. So a male vendor would say, "May iski kimet kam kardunga." Right, and next we have acha, vodono kitne ki hain. So as I mentioned earlier, when asking for a price of multiple items, we say hain. Dono means two. It's used to refer to a pair. In Urdu, there's a way to talk about pairs and groups. So, dono is a pair, tino is a group of three, charo is a group of four, pancho is a group of five, and I think that's the extent. It stops at five. Let us know if you think that's not right. So, I think it would be beneficial for those who don't know the numbers in Urdu to mention them. So, one is ek. Two is do, three is teen, four is char, and five is punch. And so that's where that grouping method comes from. Dono for two, tino for three, charon for four, and punchon for five. So because we introduced the word kimat earlier, instead of asking wo dono kitne ki hain, we can ask. In dono ki kimat kya hai? What is the cost of these two? 
or what is their cost? In dono means these two, and we use in instead of ye for these because of the postposition that's going to come up. Dono is the same whether there's a postposition or not, so that word is not changing. So, ye dono in this sentence becomes in dono because of the key. Key is connecting kimet to these two. So we're becoming, it's becoming the price of these two, or we could say these two's price. Kiahe means what is, so what is the price of these two. We could show that change with these two examples. We could say ye dono kiahe, and that would mean what are these two? Or we say in dono ki kimet kiahe, what is the price of these two? And so the ye has to change to in because of the postposition key. Now, Let's quickly touch on the next line. Konsi. Ye dono? Konsi can mean which one or which ones. So to the question, ye dono, these two, I respond, nahi. Vo nahi. Unke baraber vali. So in front of singular nouns or when we're referring to a single item, ye means this and vo means that. It's uh, the difference is proximity, right? Something that's close to us, we're going to say yay. Something further away, we're going to say vo. In front of plural nouns, or when we're referring to multiple items, yay means these, and vo means those. Once again, things that are closer to us are these, and things that are further away are those. So vo here means those because it's referring to a pair of paintings. Vo, nahi. Not those. Unke barabervali. If you remember in the episode where Shireen translated the King Talks commercial, she discusses the word vala. And now we have the feminine form of that word, vali. Because the word painting is feminine, we say unke barabervali. So the question was, yedono? These two? And I say, unke barabervali. So vali here is feminine, but it's also plural. Yes. And I looked at the word barabar, and by itself it means equal. But with vala or vali, it means next to. I want to say that I've heard people refer to their neighbors as barabar vali. Hamare barabar vali would mean our neighbors. So unke barabar vali means the ones next to those, or the ones next to them. So vala or vali means the one. I think in the King Talks commercial, which if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you do so because it's so funny. In that commercial, he says namkin vale, and namkin means salty. So he's referring to the cookies, and he means the salty ones. Namkin vale. Basically, there are two things we need to know. We can use vala by itself with some kind of adjective or noun or verb in front of it to mean the one that has that characteristic, like lalvala or nilivali. 
Or we can also put a noun after it to know exactly which thing we are referring to, like lol vali painting. In the dialogue, I say vo, lol, or vo, nili vali. Here, vali is referring to two paintings, so it's feminine plural. And lol is the color red, and nila is the color blue. But because painting is feminine, we say nili. Lol does not change whether it's masculine or feminine now. Exactly. So next, I say, Ye pentalis dollar se kam, kahi nahi milegi aapko. Pentalis is how you say 45 in Urdu. Se kam means less than. So if I wanted to say less than $50, I'd say, Pachas dollar se kam. Less than $90, that would be, Nave dollar se kam. Kahi nahi means nowhere. Milna means to meet. But it can also mean to find. If I ask you, Mili? Then I'm asking you, did you find it? So back to the dialogue. Kahi nahi milegi apko means you will not find it anywhere. And this is just another statement you'll often hear South Asian shopkeepers say. Heck, any salesperson will say it no matter where in the world they are. X dollar se kam nahi milegi. You won't find this price anywhere. Then Shireen says, Jis andaz mein? Andaz here means style. She's referring to the style of the painting. So jis andaz mein means the style in which. Jis in this specific case means which. Like wala that we mentioned before, jis can be a very important word for learners to know because perhaps you don't know a specific Urdu word for something but wish to create a phrase to mean the same thing. If I didn't know the word for wallet, I might say the thing in which I put my money. So in Urdu, I would say, Vochis jisme me apne pese daltahum. Jis is actually the word jo, but it's in the, the form that's needed because of the postposition. Jis andaz me, me is the postposition here, so we have to change jo to jis. Again, we won't go into that too much here. We're going to discuss it in the follow-up segment and provide more examples of sentences in which Joe, Jis, and Jin are used. You, yeah, you really won't want to miss that follow-up segment. <laughs> so we have Jis andazme, ye rang istamal kie hai the style in which I used these colors. We've seen the word istamal before. It was in an episode I did with Homera. Istamal karna means to use. And mene istamal kie means I used. Kie is what indicates that it happened in the past. Jisandazme yerang istamal kie mene, the style in which I used these colors. Rang means color or colors. Then we have vo logon ko bohat pasand hai. So log is a masculine plural noun. And when it is followed by a postposition, it must have the plural oblique form logon. Logon means people. We did begin talking about the difference between log and logon, but it went on for too long. So guess what? We're going to include that in the follow-up segment to this episode. I get the feeling that there might be more than just one follow-up segment. Be sure to give it or them a listen because we will go into some interesting nuances. So logonko 
bahut pasand hai means people like it a lot. And so to that, I respond with nahi. Yeto mahengi hai. Mahengi means expensive. And it ends in the e ending because painting is feminine. If we were talking about a kaleen, which means rug or carpet, then I'd say ye kaleen bahut manga hai. Ye kaleen bahut manga hai. Because she's giving me the price of only one of the paintings, hay is used. So nahi, yeto mahengi hai means no, this is expensive. Then I say, Chalo, in tino ke liye saw dollar kar deti hon. Chalo, in this context, means all right, fine. It's expressing a concession, like fine, I'll give in. In tino means these three. Ke liye means four. Saw dollar means a hundred dollars. Karna by itself means to do. And dena by itself means to give. But kar dena together also means to do. However, with the help of the verb dena, we understand that the action is performed for someone else. So, in tino ke liye so dollar kar deti hun means for these three, I'll make it a hundred dollars. For you. I'll do this for you. Let me think of another example. So my dad often says to my mom, Chalo, aaj bartan mein dho deta hoon. Aaj bartan mein dho deta hoon. That means, fine, today I'll wash the dishes. So dhona is a verb meaning to wash. And deta is the conjunction of the verb dena. My dad would say deta because he's a man. And I say deti because I'm a woman. Dho deta means will wash. So he's saying, today I will wash the dishes. And the for you is implied. So the two sentences are, Chalo, in tino ke liye so dollar kar deti hoon. And chalo, aaj bartan mein dho deta hoon. So then I say, ye pir bhi bahut mehengi hai. So pir bi here means still, bahut means a lot or very, and mangi, like we said, means expensive. And so then we use the third person plural form of the verb to be hona, uh, which is hang, because we're referring to multiple paintings. So ye pir bi bahut mangi hang means they're still too expensive. And then I end with khair ap ki kismet. So even though I said they were too expensive, I guess I'm buying them. <laughs> guess so. So khair, in this context, to me, means, oh well, or anyway, fine, I didn't get the best deal, but oh well, it's all good. The word khair is a Persian word. It means like also good or okay or well well right like if i ask you up like are you with you know good health up that 
that kid with wellness. So you could say shub bakhair. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but that's not how it's using. It's being used here, though. Like, kid. Like, ah, fine. You screwed me over, but whatever. <laughs> kid. Then he says, "Apki kismat." Kismat means fate. So when someone says "apki kismat," what they mean is it must be meant for you. Like it's written. You know, this is this is meant to be for you. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you very much for sticking with us to the end. Be sure to download the handout for episode 19 from our website, urdusikhe.com. Let us know that you're enjoying the podcast either by liking us on Facebook or Instagram. If you're really enjoying urdusikhe, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. I'd like to thank Travis for joining me today. With all the follow-up episodes we've promised you, I've got a good feeling that. You'll be back. <laughs> Definitely. But for now, khair se rahein. Khudafis. <laughs>